The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. <laughs> I know what must have led you to these circumstances, for I have seen it before. <laughs> Yet only you know what will get you out. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Hi everyone. Welcome back to Teacher <laughs> Quit Talk, where we're reading, because we are literate. We're going to read some Patreon submissions. These are like old ones, throwbacks. These are prehistoric Patreon submissions, if you will. This is back when Patreon had a mail system, Blockbuster. <laughs> No, and I don't mean Blockbuster, I mean Netflix. You remember how they used to mail you the DVDs? Of course. My friend was watching Dexter, and she had Netflix, and I thought she was so cool and rich. I did not have Netflix, but my grandparents had Netflix, so anytime I was coming to their house, I would give them a oh. quick phone call week before and put in my request. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> so we're going to read some shit. Do you, wanna, you said you want to go first. I feel like you're going to read the really good one. Are you going to read the first one? I don't even have one picked. Oh. I was just going to pick a number okay. and type it in. I love it. God, I'm going to be so mad trying to edit out the sound of Miss Rachel in the background of this. Can you put AirPods on a baby? Oh, so for the plane ride tomorrow, I have a panda headband that has headphones in it. Wait, you're getting on a plane tomorrow? I'm going to DC. Oh, right. I forgot. Which is disgusting that you're not coming with me. I have to interview teachers by myself. Yeah. Why am I not coming with you? Imagine if I just showed up. I literally want you to, but they're not paying me enough to split it with you. No, I would do it for free just because I would love to see the event coordinator's face when you were like, yeah, this is my co-host. Like just to watch the realization wash over them that they needed another chair, another mic, like just to watch that thought process happened to someone that's not me for once in my goddamn life i'll do anything no i i really wish that you were coming i need emotional support i think they're finally gonna they're gonna let me do this but i was like can i make a multiple choice test of did moms for liberty say this or did somebody else say this or like moms for liberty <laughs> said what and like make a segment <laughs> they were like something like, something about how game. we can't alienate people <laughs> This game is called Moms for Liberty or Famous Fascist, where these quotes are either from Moms for Liberty or Famous Fascist throughout history. Yeah. Good Lord. Do you want to hear a super fun fact about what happened to me at work today that can be in this podcast? Yes. So I am at a little conference situation for those listening, and it was lunch. So I thought that I would not be held accountable for my actions because it was literally lunch. Yeah. I went off into a corner to record a little tickety-tock to promote my stream for tonight. And then the woman that is in charge of the entire conference, she is in charge of the whole department, 
hosting this conference thought I was in a corner alone because I was having a mental breakdown or something. (laughs) So she came up to me to ask if everything was okay and how I was feeling, which was very nice of her. And I wish that she had not done that because in that exact moment, I was fully saying, if I could talk to Gemma, I would let her know that she is a fat cunt. I was literally (laughs) using that audio and making a TikTok to it. And then just proceeded to put my phone down. I say, thank you so much. I'm having an amazing time. I just had to do something for my other job really quick. What the fuck is up with people coming up to you regularly when you're alone? And they're like, oh, she must be lonely. I don't know. She's such a social butterfly. No, like I'm alone for a reason. The only person that came up to me when I was alone today that I have no beef with was the guy who came up to me and started talking about Vietnam War movies because I don't think that you thought I was going to be your target audience, but I was. Alrighty. I picked right. a Patreon submission. I didn't I didn't read it in advance, so if this has been on the podcast before, I'm sorry. So, I worked at a private high school where I built an international student program from the ground up at age 23 with no experience. Looking back, the fact that I was allowed to be in charge of 24 teenagers in this country without parents was shocking. They did come over with an agency that had vetted host families and third-party guardians, but the ethics of all of it is suspect and a big part of why I left. A year into planning the program, my colleague in administration showed some interest in helping helping out, brainstorming long-term planning and just being a sounding board and a resource. I was more than happy for the help and had a few meetings where I discussed the program, its growth, and the amazing students and my worries. I was barely an adult. Of course, I was anxious AF. She took those meetings and then proceeded to go behind my back to the principal along with her social studies teacher henchwoman and text the principal about how I was not doing a good job running the program and how they should run it. My principal and I were close, so she showed me the text in which... (laughs) Which, in retrospect, is kind of fucked up professionally. (laughs) I just am trying to imagine any principal I've worked for being like, girl, let me show you my phone right now. I have met people whose principals literally do that. Got them in a bit of a pickle as well. One time my principal projected a text onto the projector during a faculty meeting. up. Oh my god. It was like a very like um I'm the hero moment though. He's like this is what someone texted me this late at night and look how I responded. You're always awake doing coke, sir. Of course you're awake. Maybe go sleep with your family. Go lay down. Stop writing crazy ass emails at three in the morning. I think you getting a full eight hours would be good for everybody in this room. Shocker that he was playing the hero. Is the blue light maybe impacting our sleep? Stop texting, sir. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Anyways. So, my principal didn't take them seriously. I'm assuming you're referring to the text. My principal didn't take them seriously, knew my work, and told me to ignore them but to watch my back. A few months later, said admin got her master's degree. Her final paper was written about the international student program. When she announced slash presented her paper to the rest of the faculty at a meeting, we were perplexed. Like, why are you co-opting this program that you aren't even involved in? And then looked to me like, what the fuck? Needless to say, it was a lesson to trust no bitch. I ignored both of their constant LinkedIn requests, the ultimate payback. LinkedIn requests? Very messy. I think... I think my favorite part of this story is one of the key tenets of education, and that is lying about a program you did because it's a project for your master's degree. Because we've all been there. We've all been in some kind of degree or certification program where you wrote a phenomenal paper about something that never happened. We're all adults here. Everybody can grow up. So let me tell you, I knew I didn't give a fuck about that because when I was in my certification program, we had to do like reading stuff. You had to like read about this teaching strategy, write about what you learned, teach it, and then put your lesson 
lesson plan in there and then write a reflection about how it went. Like that was the structure of the course and it was reading. So it was about phonics. I taught 11th grade US history. And so I literally emailed the professor because I was like, like, what the fuck do you do? I reach out to the professor because I'm like, hey girl boss, I teach 11th grade US history. These children are 17 years old and I phonics is not a part of my standards, unfortunately. And she quite literally replied, oh, no worries. Just write the lesson plan and pretend you taught it and then write the reflection about what you think how it would go. And I was like, oh, no one gives a fuck. That is so liberating. And that's the moment I stopped caring about school. Oh my God. Any class I've had to take after that moment, I have not given a fuck about. That's why I can't go back to school. I can't believe I'm going back to school. Imagine being so low in your life that you literally go to grad school. Yeah, anyways, (laughs) who's doing that? The ultimate lows are either getting into real estate or going to grad school. Like that is two signs that you are fucking at a crossroads you do not know what the fuck to do. Oh my god. Okay. Hey friends, huge fan of the podcast and grateful for all the work you are doing in offering teachers and ex-teachers ways to connect and commiserate. Now to my entertaining story. I've had a very non-traditional teaching story. My degree is in K-12 theater music education, but pretty much right out of college, I got my special education certification and worked as a case manager for several years. Due to life circumstances, I had to move states and transferring all of my certifications was actual hell on earth. And I ended up teaching theater at a charter school for a couple of years that didn't require me to be certified. Wasn't a fantastic school environment and I was making trash money. And so I was really excited when I was contacted by a performing artist school and offered a pretty amazing job. I feel like if there was like a Venn diagram for like charter schools and performing arts schools, they're like a circle. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I just feel like that's what I, in my experience, have seen. Wait, you're saying that like most charter schools are performing arts schools? No, I guess that doesn't make it a circle for a Venn diagram. You're right. But I think it's like they have the essence of a charter, if not actually are a charter. Oh, like they have the same energy. Like even if it's not a charter, like in Aura, it's a charter. Because I was gonna say, I was like, I've seen a lot of fucking charter schools that don't do performing arts what's going on in California (laughs) I was like I think I've only seen like one or two that are exclusively performing arts honest to god though I was reading this story and I was like this sounds so much like my first school it says um I would be the lead teacher for an elementary classroom and then teach after school classes the money was great the job sounded super fun and I interviewed in person and met a bunch of staff and students the vibe of the place you're thinking about working is always super important to me and this one seemed perfect it was the end of the school year and my plan was to start there fresh next fall i put in my notice at the charter school and was looking forward to the following year over the summer the weirdness began i got an email with an updated offer even though i had already signed a contract which had less hours on it than i had originally agreed to but assured me there would be opportunities for growth and they had to shuffle things due to hiring some new employees that they couldn't say no to i shrugged it off and was sure it would be fine given that everyone had seemed so helpful and positive about the school see this is where they get you this is the we're a family shtick are the opportunities in the room with us now (laughs) 
says, they had told me when I interviewed that their school was inspired by Reggio Emilia and obviously with a focus on the performing arts, but that they weren't Reggio certified and that ideas were very flexible. I had worked in a Reggio preschool in college and enjoyed it, so I figured that this would be a good fit too. It should also be noted that there was almost an entirely new staff at this school, but they framed it really well by saying they had expanded since the last year and needed new staff to support their growing student base. I shrugged this off too. We got to the beginning of the school year. Oh God, honey. We got to the beginning of the school year and I visited my classroom to get an idea of what was already there. I moved some things around and was in and out that week, typical start to the school year, but then got pulled aside by the director, like the principal, a few days later to tell me that there were some things wrong in my classroom. I love that it's a performing arts school and the principal calls himself a director. It has to be a charter school in my humble opinion, but I guess it's not. I didn't even think about that. I'm the director. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. You are a civilian. Go twiddle your mustache over there. I'm thinking of Mrs. Darbus from High School Musical. <laughs> like, running a school. Yeah. I'm thinking of Summer Heights High. Anyways, so they got pulled aside by the director. It says... A few days later, they tell me that there were some things wrong in my classroom. I was told that I wasn't following appropriate furniture arrangement rules and that there was too much color and extraneous objects in my room. And this is actually something that was at my first school that was Reggio-inspired. That was a huge deal. We were only allowed to have earth tones. Wait, so there are whole schools doing, like, required sad beige baby? Yes. So in... The school that I worked in, their interpretation of Reggio Emilia, and I'm not trained in it, so, like, there's, like, not enough Googling that I can do that could get me into being a Reggio expert. Like, you actually have to, like, be trained in it. But there's a lot of misconceptions around Reggio and Montessori-based whatever, but that school that was Reggio-inspired, I really liked it because they adopted the project-based learning style that's really, like, a core thing in Reggio. Love project-based learning. Yeah, and I actually really liked... You can't start the school year with anything on the walls that's not student-made. So, like, the walls are bare in the beginning, and then the first thing we did was, like, bring in photos of your family, and then we made a family wall. And then, like, we hung up their artwork. It was, like, the idea of making the space together. So I could totally see this being a note that we got from, like, whatever people that oversaw the school. But I wanted to do, like, Lisa Frank, and they were like, those are unnatural colors that don't, like, occur in nature, so you can't have it. Literally the first thing I put up in every classroom I have is my Nicki Minaj poster that says work hard, stay in school. <laughs> you must it's literally hot pink. Um, yeah. It has a photo of her on it. But it's, it's meaningful to you and you could start your school year being like, hi class, this is, this is something that's special to me and we're going to bring in things that are special to you. This is a role model that inspires me. Yeah, I want to hear about a role model that inspires you. You can twist anything. Aspiring teachers out there, if there's something you want to do, you can do it. Standards base it, twist it around. You you can do anything this. is standards based. It is. Just make it fun for you. Lottie Dottie, we like to party. That's the whole point of teaching. Yes, that's the <laughs> motto. They're actually changing that. The Department of Education is adopting that as the official 
thing. <laughs> we like to party. I don't know what has made you start saying that all the time, but it's my favorite thing. It's like my favorite new catchphrase. Was I not saying no. that at one point? Why? I don't know. No. It's funny because when I edit the episode, there's always one phrase that I'll say in an episode four times. I never say and I never say again, and it's always different. And Lottie Dottie, we like to party is like very new. We like to party. <laughs> I love it. So anyways, uh, fuck. So it says, I asked for a list of what was wrong along with their reasoning for what I needed to fix and I changed a few things to make them happy that I didn't really care about. I also was asking about curriculum I was I was planning for the new year and was told there weren't any strict rules for what I had to use. And admin's biggest fear is you asking about curriculum. Oh my god. I asked over the summer at my first school and they were like, don't worry about it. And But now I get it. Like really you can't worry about it. But like whatever no literally but at the time i was like what do you mean what do i teach how do i do this i was uh sometimes this could be stressful but i appreciated having some freedom and setting up my own resources and focus on the arts through each subject and another teacher asked to see some of my plans for the first week of school and then said oh i didn't know we could do that where's your blank and she proceeded to talk to me about a half dozen things that i was apparently supposed to do that no one had told me about Ah, the first year teacher experience. It's a canon event. I cannot interfere. So I asked some more questions to leadership and and didn't receive very many answers. But I shrugged these things off too and figured everything would make more sense when the school year started and I got to meet my students. It'll get worse. The year started off fine and I had a great group of students. I was having fun getting to focus so much on the arts and having the freedom to move between curriculums and choose my own adventure, as it were, within our standards for the year. Then in October... October, the school brought in a consultant to come observe our classrooms and give the directors some feedback on instructional strategies and teaching methods that were being used. We were not forewarned about any of this or given notice. I was given a huge list of notes. We're talking over 20 pages of things I needed to correct about my classroom and teaching style. This was on a Friday, and when I got to school Monday, my classroom had been completely redone and rearranged. Some of my personal items I I had purchased and brought with me were gone and everything was in a different place. Oh, this sounds so much like my first school. We had parents that were like interior designers and they would do your room for you. Oh, okay. And they were like, you better label it good. No. If things would be put in the hallway no. and it would be like a free for all that people would come get. No. So it was literally to the point that you had to like tape off everything and label every single thing saying, do not move. Last name, room, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. I am going to throw up. That stresses me out so much. Oh, I don't know what's the the parents redoing the room, you coming back, and you oh, I'd turn around and leave. They'd never see me again. Oh my god, I'm <laughs> I like that is this is like deeply personal. It's a very tr- if you rearrange my stuff, it's very triggering for me. I get One time it. my I parents moved my bed when I was in high school, not even to a different room. Oh no, just to a different spot of my room. It was a bad day for everybody. I'm terrified for this woman. Also, they threw away your items. I'm also terrified that they let parents do a room. Uh, but So, now that I've triggered you, it says, I went to my admin immediately and was told that admin and this consultant they had brought in came in over the weekend to 
fix things. I had never felt so disrespected as an educator and told them that straight up. I said that if changes need to be made in my classroom, that I had every right to be a part of that and they should have called me. They said they didn't want to bother me over the weekend. This was the beginning of the end. The entertainment continued as the school hired this consultant in a permanent capacity and as a Reggio certified educator with zero background in the arts, she pushed extreme views saying that we were not allowed to discuss anything in the classroom if it did not come out naturally. For example, in my classroom, I did not have any students with parents and queer relationships, so I was not allowed to discuss alternative family structures, in quotes. I had students in my classroom who celebrated Christmas and Hanukkah, so those were the only two winter holidays I was allowed to discuss. I was also told directly on multiple occasions Mm. that IEP accommodations shouldn't be necessary if I was doing my job correctly. What? Oh my god. It was getting more and more ridiculous and I was being forced to do things that were directly against my ethics as an educator. A few weeks later, my co-teacher, separate classroom, same grade, told me after work that she was quitting the next day and wouldn't be returning after November break. I was thrilled for her and also upset that she'd beaten me to it. The next day, she quit at the end of the workday and called me afterwards crying because it had gone so horribly. She was berated by our director, sworn and yelled at, and more. When I got to school the next morning, the director called me down to her office and told me my coworker had quit. She was speaking unbelievably disrespectfully and made it seem as though my coworker had killed her firstborn child the way she was reacting. I said as little as possible and got out of there. I thought all day and by the time school was over, I felt more sure than I had ever been about anything. I walked down the admin and let them know that this position was no longer a good fit for me and that I would stay through December until winter break to give them time to fill my position, but that I would not be returning in the new year. I was yelled and sworn at by two grown-ass adults in their office and told how disrespectful I was being to the school and my students and that they couldn't believe their staff was, quote, going off the rails like this. I was made to take all of my coworker students into my classroom for the last month that I was there, and not a single one of my coworkers or admin said a word to me that entire month. I was so scared to go to work each day. Finally, my last day arrived. I had an exit interview scheduled right after school was over and it was with our office administrator. She told me that admin had decided they were too emotional to be able to speak with me productively. I told her absolutely everything that happened, it came with notes, and she was flabbergasted at the way I had been treated. She apologized and said she fully supported me in leaving and hoped that I would find a better school soon. Long story long, I am now certified in my new state and back in the public school system at a wonderful school with great admin who support me and believe that I am qualified to do my job. The school system still has a lot of issues and I don't know how many more years education will be in the cards for me, but there are places where it's much more doable and you can enjoy the little moments of teaching we all love and miss. The end. Overall, zero stars. I just, like, I cannot believe that they, like, tie Pennington-style extreme home makeover to your room non-consensually. Like, just, that's really the only part of that story that I remember because that's, I just, like, couldn't accept anything Shocking. after that because of how deeply to my core that would disturb me. Mm-hmm. I want to know if they did it to anyone else's rooms or if it was just her. I don't know. Before we keep going, it is ad break o'clock, so we'll be right back. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. 
Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Okay. <clears throat> the, the first sentence is what drew me in. I'm currently fuming while typing this, so I'm sorry if it's incoherent, but we're going to try our best. LOL. I love an anger-fueled manifesto. Let's go. <laughs> I'm a teacher at a small rural elementary school. This year, our school got a brand new middle high school principal. It's a combined building since we're so small. This principal has worked in other districts before, so they're not brand new to being an administrator, but they've been a disaster since they've gotten to our school. This person is just rude and disrespectful to the students, the parents, and the staff. There have been several accounts of him screaming at parents and staff, and you can only imagine how he treats students when he's comfortable speaking to adults this way. I wish you had described in detail how he treats students, but moving on. On a very basic level, he has really poor communication and problem-solving skills. All of this came to a head a few weeks ago when he was accused of something terrible. I'm not going to go into detail to protect everyone's privacy, but it's something that should have gotten him fired immediately, in my opinion. This led to tons of teachers emailing and speaking with our union president who brought our concerns to our superintendent. Instead of firing our principal or doing anything about or doing anything about it himself, our superintendent hired one of his buddies to become a mentor for the principal. The worst part of all of it is that he is paid $500 a day to do this and he's staying until December at least and this was submitted in May. As far as I can tell, the only thing this mentor has done is interview our staff on our thoughts of this principal. He's absolutely reading all those interviews to the principal. I'm so sorry to tell you that. Um, This is one of the many things that have been happening at my district this year. It makes me very worried about their future and my students. The $500 a day babysitter. I need so much more information. I know this is way crazier than what you just sent us. I like don't ever want to ask somebody to trauma dump, but maybe a little, maybe a wee more. What I'm wondering is this $500 a day principal babysitter position, is that, do I apply to that online? Is there like a certification I need? Because I'll get it. That seems like the best job ever. I would get a water bottle and spray them. Yeah, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a principal's buddy. I'm the buddy of the principal. I'm a principal buddy. Just pal around. When a principal gets accused of doing crime. I watch them. Yeah. I'm a crime stopper, if you will. They get to carry a taser. Get out of town. Oh, my God. Stop it. Wait, Talk to students respectfully or I'm going to zap you again. Like a shock collar? My God. Yeah. Okay, let me read you this one. It's kind of short. I spent the first 50% of my first year teaching standing outside of my classroom, teaching through the window to my third grade class. And I just want to say... I'm sad I had never thought of this. It says, because I had a student who was a runner and refused to go in the classroom. Oh no, it died. I can send it to you as a screenshot if you remember which number it is. No, it's a, the only reason I was trying to read it from my phone is because Riverside keeps crashing when I use a different tab. God, my poor little MacBook from 2010. It's from 2010? You're lying. No, I'm dead ass. I have a MacBook Air from 2010 and that's how I do all of our editing and recording and that's why it crashes so much. I can't spend $1,500 on a MacBook Pro. It's from like 2014. No, no, no. Uh, It says, I had a student who was a runner and refused to go in the classroom. He would sit in the bushes outside my room and the minute somebody took their eyes off of him, he would run the three blocks home and he was fast. This has been happening since kindergarten. Ultimately, after eight meetings with the principal, mom, and school psych, we were able to find a, quote, 
better placement for him as my class was obviously suffering from the lack of a physical teacher in the room. And I asked for support every day from the director of special ed, from the principal, from aides, other teachers. Everyone just told me that's how this kid is. There's nothing we can do. I have since left that school for a much smaller and less affluent area, but I have the best admin and staff who support me and that's helped so much. Thank you for giving me a space to share. Love your pod and the Patreon content. That is such a safety issue for the kid. I can't believe that a school wouldn't see that as a huge liability. He's a runner. He's a track star. Three blocks. All the way home. And the way she said, and he's fast. Kids are fast. Yeah, they sure are. And you're teaching outside. Was he learning from the bush? I'm surprised none of the other parents complained. Like if I was a parent of the non-runner, I'd be like, um, no. I'm not okay with them all just being in here alone. No, it's but really wait. Hard. So I really want like a like a diagram, like a diorama of this. <laughs> I want with like little plastic figures so I can really see. Make me a shoebox diorama. Um. Okay, I can read one. It says. Friends, I am currently teaching at a private school somewhere secret. My classroom has a door opening up to the playground and it automatically locks so I have a key. I have a bad habit of leaving the key in the door because I'm watching 12 tiny kindergartners. Oh, you private schools. 12. That's basically one. You're basically a stay-at-home mom. I started the year with 32 twice. You're our Patreon submitter, so I, I'm I'm not being mean to you. I'm just I'm just We're jealous, joking. Okay? Jokey, jokey. jokey, jokey. Twelve kids Hannah. is a lot of kids. I would not want to be with that many kids. I can't even pretend that that's a lot of kids. Anyways, I could birth that many children. I began to lose key after key. This submitter says I made five copies because I knew I'd lose them. So safe. Uh, it got down to not having a key at all anymore. <laughs> Hilarious. Like. Like, I'm really, like, I'm here with you, but, like, in, like, a person that cares about, like, compliance and safety, like, I'm not here with you. Like, I'm here with you because, like, fucking mood. But then, like, also, I'm like, but also, at my last school, if you lost a key, they filed a police report. So I was under the impression that it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know that you could make copies. You can. Because at Walmart, they have, well, you're not supposed to, but at Walmart, they have a machine where you just stick the key in. So, like, the machine doesn't know what the key is for. They don't give shit if it says do not copy on it i'm assuming if you took it to a place they'd be like yeah, yeah. do not copy the machine, oh. it doesn't that part doesn't even go in it it doesn't know yeah it doesn't even care okay so listen to what happened um the next staff meeting my principal breaks down in horrific sobs asking what she has to do to relay to us the severity of putting our kids in danger by leaving the key in the door. Mind you, I'm the only one who's ever done it and she had never told me about it until she decided to have a full-blown panic attack in front of our staff meeting. She said, these keys are being left time and time again. I don't sleep at night and all I can do is cry and scream over the safety of our kids. Each time I find a key, I've put the key in my drawer. The lady was stashing my keys in her drawer until I ran out of copies and she could corner the owner of the keys and reprimand them. I had to go to her office afterward, of course, and retrieve my six keys in her drawer when she asked which one was mine, to which I replied, all of them. (laughs) I want that interaction filmed like the office is filmed. Like, I want to see that. Like, is it a safety concern? Absolutely. But why in tarnation did the principal take all six keys and wait and wait and wait and wait and then confront at the end for maximum effect? If I saw that, I'd be like, the first time I'd be like, hey, 
safety concern, like yeah. not trying to cramp your style, but like maybe we put it on a lanyard around your neck or something. Like we have the technology. You can put that on like the little reel. Yeah. The little like ID reels. If I was Prince, I literally would have found key number one, brought it to a meeting and been like, I found this key. This is really not chill. Someone could get hurt if this is your key. I'm not mad at you. Just come up to me afterwards and I have a lanyard for you. And the second time I will literally come for you in a way that will terrify you. So. so initially I was thinking these were all keys that were left in the door or that were left outside of this person's door. But now I'm thinking this principal didn't know that they all belonged to the same person. This principal just kept finding keys around campus and being like, you guys need to be responsible for your keys and wasn't trying to target one specific person. But then that's what happened. It was just all one person's keys. Because I get that. If you're the principal, I could see where you'd be crying because you're like, holy shit, I have six people who don't give a fuck about keys. Like, what do I even <laughs> fucking do about this? If I was the principal, I, right when you walked in and said that, I would have been like, oh, Thank God. Okay. I just have one idiot. I would have many questions. I didn't mean to call you an idiot. I just mean. It's like you sprinkled your campus with keys like a confetti. Like a Hansel and Gretel key trail to your classroom. Caller. So, you know, I'm very bad at losing things too, but if you attach it to your neck, I made a really cute friendship bracelet style lanyard. And then I put a cute star shaped and heart shaped keychain on it. And then I put a reel on it and the reel goes like shoop shoop and you can attach your key to it and unlock the door. And then it stays around your neck all day long. Alternative, because I was going to have a lanyard and then someone scared me and they were like, you as a teacher should never wear a lanyard because a student could choke you with it. And and then now I'm just really afraid of that. Oh, you can have breakaway lanyard. We Ooh. have that. So either breakaway lanyard or I got like the, you know, the rubbery bracelets that are like spirals. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like super stretchy. Mm-hmm, yeah. I got one of those, put my key on it and I would slide it up. Very office admin assistant of you. Yes. And I would slide it up to like the top part of my arm and keep it up there because then I could just slide it down when I needed it. Because if it's on your wrist, it, like I talk with my hands, so like jangle and shit. So just slide it up like towards your shoulder and then slide it down when you need it. There you go. See, we solved your problem. Now you don't need key confetti anymore. Is there any more to this story or are they just? No, they just were telling us about that that happened their principal was thinking like why are all of you leaving your goddamn keys everywhere unless caller you meant that this principal literally knew that it was you and just kept the same key over and over again yeah then that's out of pocket yeah i have follow-up questions we have a lot of follow-up questions from today's episode so if you could send us your home address yeah we'll be there we've been wanting to take a trip road trip to our followers house you got your ip address as always thank you to our patreon people thanks for paying four dollars to tell us a little story we giggle hey they also get to hear other stories from us you get other things on patreon not just getting to tell us a story you get to watch us play video games you can do a lot on there next week i'm telling my wedding story (gasps) which is a shit show i was gonna say it's good i meant it's good to listen to it's bad to experience I don't have any five-star reviews, but thank you for your five-star reviews. My phone's dead. I appreciate you guys letting us know things through five-star reviews. I'm hoping that the audio levels are fixed between the ads being super loud and the audio being quiet. Our producer's trying to fix that, so hit me up. There was a Spotify glitch that was cutting off the end of episodes, but it's not just us. It's everybody, so I hope that's fixed. Wow. Our country really is in crisis. Spotify's having a glitch? Yeah, like five people were like, the 
end of the episode's gone. The end of the episode's gone. And then I looked into it and it's like something is afoot. It's not us. It's just. If it's even happening to Joe Rogan, it's out of our control. I'm sorry. You know how they love Joe Rogan. They'll never give up Joe Rogan. He can do anything. And they're like, our king. They should bring him to get your teach on. I wonder what would happen. I love putting people in the wrong environment. Like, it's my number one favorite. But thank you for being here, living with us, laughing with us, and learning with us. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Just as a disclaimer, because I am someone who is actively teaching, everything on this podcast is my personal opinion and does not reflect my district, my state, my employer, my students, or my admin. Everything on this podcast was recorded on personal time, on personal equipment, and is a completely separate endeavor from my school district. Yeah, leave her alone.